So Courtney, we're back. We have two guests. Yes, we have two more guests. So right now with us, we have Al Motley and Neethi Thomas. Al is the Chief Technology Officer at Matchbook, Matchbook Learning, right. and Neethi is the Executive Director at Techademics. Welcome yes. to the pod. Yeah. We're here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Glad to be here. Great. This is awesome. Yeah, Thank so you for coming. No, thanks for having us. It's one of our last ones of the day, so oh. we may be a little punchy. That's so we're going to turn the energy up at like 10% then. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Do yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. So can you guys tell us about yourselves, what you've been doing, yeah. and where you're going? So I, I'm a tourist. I like long walks in the park. Yeah, nice. so no, um, so... <laughs> Uh, you want to go first? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, sure. I am a, um, I was a, so I was a comp sci major that changed into education. So I started out as a teacher's assistant, as a one-to-one paraprofessional for right. a special education student who right. was on the spectrum, like really low-functioning autistic student. And then yeah. I, same time, went back to school and got my master's in teaching. I taught middle school and high school math um, for a number of years. And a few years ago, I had the opportunity to lead some blended learning initiatives in Philadelphia and ever since then I've never looked back at traditional instruction and I've been working with different organizations and school districts to get them to think about how do you kind of start this process move in this direction and I really try to fill need based on you know I really try to fill the need that they're looking for all the way from basically like creating a, a vision or like a launch plan to professional development to support all the way to implementation uh, of these models and like checks and balances along yeah. the way. So sure. um, I have some technology background. Al definitely has a whole lot more, but also very strong on the academic side. So really thinking about um, how does one play with the other in a really comprehensive, meaningful way. Wonderful. That was right. No, that was fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and I guess a little bit about me. Um, I live in Philadelphia as well. Um, my background really is around, it's shifted over the years from just technology, from what people know, just infrastructure, make sure the Wi-Fi is working, our computers need to work, that type of thing, to really over the years um, working around the blend between technology and academics and how those two things interface. And the intersection there, because I think um, as I've gotten more and more um, um, experience in my career, I've realized the limitations of how a siloed, how those things siloed work together and how it then they don't complement each other as we try to innovate uh, at the same time in an ever-evolving kind of industry. Like, just even walking around here in this exhibit hall, there's so many different people that weren't here last year and two years ago and three years ago. Right. So as we change and more and more investment happens here, um, helping them, our technology to catch up. So I started my work um, working in like places like Comcast, doing a little venture capital work, and I quickly got into education about 10, shoot, about 12 years ago or so, um, and, uh, in Philadelphia, really focused on turnaround schools mm -hmm. and then helping schools that are challenged to really reimagine and reinvent who they are. So through that work, I got my tech chops of building a tech department and, and a place that was scaling at the same time, and at that point, I just said I had an itch to do something different. It was just people were talking about blended learning and personalized learning. I was like, what is this tricky science they're talking about? So <laughs> I really I really had to push myself to say, you know what, like you you the Wi-Fi is working and your laptops are working, what are you doing? Right? You're sitting in the office, you're managing a large team, you need to learn the academic side. So I made a real concerted effort to say to, to bridge those two worlds. So I learned about pedagogy, I learned about instructional pra best practices, I learned about lesson planning, and that actually gave me the insights to 
be better at what I was doing. Right. And then to think about how would I design tools to do that work and really help modernize teachers' toolkits. So that's taken me on a journey in the last five or six years to do work um, and building a platform called Spark. And then from there, just really trying to help schools, districts, and really educators in general um, build out an, an IT department and also bridge that, co that collaboration with academics to do innovative work and really just to push to get kids better outcomes and that's yeah. it. So excited to be here and talk about the work. This is fantastic. Yeah. Yes. yes. Thank you for that. So where do you think that connection between tech and academics is yeah. right now? Uh, you know, we've talked to <laughs> yeah. a lot of people the last few days. Yeah. And we all at, at Inacol, we, we realize that tech isn't the answer. Yeah. yeah. It's a tool. Right. 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 But right. It, you said before, it needs to be used appropriately. That right. it's yeah. all working, right. but now what are you doing with it? Right. right. And I think that's that's part of that next step is yeah. okay, everybody's got the tech now for, for the most part, but what are you doing with it? Right. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I think we're in an interesting place, not so much in education, but in society where Technology has grown so fast over the last 20, 30 years, but it's still considered a separate thing and not just a fabric of everything that we do. Right. Yeah. So technology enables everything we do, whether we're our devices, our homes, our the way we pay our bills, all those things, but people still look at this siloed thing over here. Yeah. Oh, I don't know that, I'm afraid of that thing, but it's a part of what makes us us and the way we live our lives. We talk about, I have a 20 month old daughter and she already knows how to mm -hmm. navigate mm -hmm. yeah. a, a mobile device and get to Spotify to play her playlist right. yep. of right. her favorite songs, but she can't talk really well yet. Right. So just thinking about the differences about how she's gonna grow up and the way she looks at technology is just a thing. Kind of like when we watched Star Trek back in the day, they'd be like, computer, give me information and just do stuff. That's the way <laughs> right. people need to think about it and the way things are kind of intertwined. And, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I would say, like, to add to that, right, like, we talk about, like, innovation and disrupting, like, teaching and learning, right? So, like, yes, teacher, go and be student-centered and, like, disrupt your classroom. But we never really talk about innovation and disruption at, in a system, right? Meaning, like, yeah. you have dis large districts right, who may have budget a certain type of way or build an in tech infrastructure a certain type of way and are willing are unwilling to be able to or not not even unwilling just not know how to move right to keep yeah. up with the needs for the teachers in the classroom right so instead to ask one like instead of it being thought of as like two separate departments right like when an academic decision is made somebody from the technology side needs to be there because now they are essentially one in, not, I'm not going to say one in the same but they, they do feed off of each other yes. a little bit and then when a technology decision is made you have an academic person there who can say these are my needs right yeah. so one of the examples we were talking about in our fireside chat was most of the time like you know it's either tech folks that are picking these products based on hey this will fit my technology like Okay. Yeah. Right, the systems requirements. Exactly. Right, right, right. right. Or exactly. you got your academic folks kind of saying like, oh, but this is a great assessment tool yeah. and now we want yeah. to use it. But the reports come out in PDF. Right, yeah, exactly. right. And like, yeah. but the reports are terrible, right? <laughs> so, right. So, when you have the two folks at the table, you look at this problem now from like a multi-dimension yeah. right. and you get the experts and then everybody kind of weighs in on says, hey, like, What's the give and take here? Because there is no silver bullet product out there. Like, I'm going to just say that. Right. Of course. Yeah. Anybody listening, that doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> except for Spark. <laughs> except, <Right>. well, <laughs> <laughs> true, I stand corrected. Uh, 
but like no, think no about it is. from right. no but think does. about it from a multi-dimensional perspective so now you're getting people out of comfort zones a little bit yeah. and and having that growth mindset like I was really intentional about learning the, the academics and our chief learning officer Dr. Swan was really intentional about learning not technology in a deep way but just understanding on a large level yeah. like what does this look like what is what yeah. is the system that we talk about outside yeah. of a laptop or like yeah. why Right. right. So, yeah. right. It's about empathy for what other people bring to the table yes. and a, de- a, a level of inquiry to understand their, their perspective and context. And I think we have to push for that in the way people work with each other. So there's, in our district, in my district, yeah. our, our technology director did exactly what you did. Mm. Uh, we learned about the education right. side. Yeah. So he brings that perspective. Mm. Uh, and I'm very happy that there's another person that did that. There's so two in there's the country. There's two of you now. There's two. So we're getting there. We're going to form a committee now. Every time I visit another district yeah. and we, I have these conversations about curriculum and teachers and then I'm like, where, well, where's where's your tech guy? And they're like, well, you know, that office yeah. way over, his team's right. way over there. Right. The office with no windows. I'm like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And everybody's just like, like computer nerds just sitting there typing because we ask, you know, why aren't they here? And they're like, well, they don't do that. Right. Yeah. And I, I, every time I feel so fortunate that we have that perspective yes. uh, because you have to have all those pieces, yes. right? You oh, have right. to have everybody at the table, not just we're going to make decisions. They don't know why. They're just going to do it, and it just takes more time. Right. Yeah. But so so the, the integration of that yeah. as a systems part, I think, is super important. It's super important, and it's it's almost it's, it's, it's mission critical to actually setting yourself up for success. But like, if your IT people are sitting in the background and they can might as well be supporting a sanitation company and still be in the same right, office doing the right, same right, thing right, right. and yeah. not know what's going on outside the room, then there's a problem. Like, they need to spend time in the classroom, not to just swap out a laptop, just sit there. Have office hours, be accessible to students, watch how they're learning, see what teacher's experience are. Because unless you have empathy for that teacher experience and how something as simple as a projector going down disrupts the entire yes. day, like, then you don't know the urgency of getting that thing fixed. Right. And then also knowing, okay, what's actually being projected and how are students interacting with that from engagement level. So I think we've tried to model that and help schools think through, yes, I know this is your traditionally silo system, but there's another way to there's do this. To and there's a way that actually makes you more empowered because think about if I had, if I had, uh, you have, we walk around with Siri on our phones, but if you have a technologist at your disposal, at your hip, that makes you a better person, and that makes you that makes you able to do different things, makes you more powerful. So treat that person as like your concierge for everything you need to do, and then things become a little bit smoother or efficient, or sometimes they'll let you know the tech isn't the answer. So you'll try something that you, it, it goes back to the teacher, like right. it always it should be. And right. I think the empathy, and we were talking about this earlier, the empathy goes the other way too, right? Like, yeah. like the teachers and even administrators sometimes think about technology as like devices and like when something doesn't work right a lot of times they're like oh the technology is broken this is all terrible and and that is a reaction right but what they don't understand is everything that may have gone through the background and how that specific technology related to could be totally out of their hands right like a power outage right or like or there was an upgrade in the software right there's so many other reasons and it didn't matter that the tech guy came and deployed a hundred laptops and spent the last his entire weekend in a building so it's really changing the conversation from like us versus them to like really understanding I know 
you are working hard as a teacher and I'm going here to serve you and the teacher saying I know you're working really hard in the background to make this successful for me right. and I'm going to be more patient about when something comes down or be more vocal about what I need like yeah. this corner of my room doesn't have wireless access that's really annoying yeah. or like that's a problem right so it's about the accessibility yeah. to both of those worlds that is a reality for the students and teachers in, in a classroom on a daily basis. So what are some next steps for, for you guys? What, yeah, what, what so do you think your future looks like in this world? Well, I hope it's bright and that things yeah. are going to be positive. I hope it's good. Like, you know, I mean, I'm not going to speak for anything, but I'm really excited about the direction of the industry and where things are going and also our place in it. I think Going through that process of developing Spark and LMS to personalize learning and do content-based education taught me so much around the workflows and systems teachers have to go through every day. And then how also, how important it is to think about the user experience from a student perspective and how learning has to be fun and engaging and then how that then reflects to the velocity and pace students learn. I think a lot of times we think um, that kids by virtue of the compliance of being in school, the learning is just going to happen. But we have to think about like making school, like you spend most of your life there, like we spend most of our life at work. How does that, how do we want that experience to be And when we look back on it so that person becomes a lifelong learner? So I'm excited about how data can get better in schools around data interoperability. I'm excited about how these tools that are all around us, these people that are looking at us, trying to get us to come procure their tours, how they can actually start listening and being more embedded into schools to make better products. I think their their product people are usually engineers or Silicon Valley folks, but that's a good thing, but we need more educators in those positions yeah. to find those tools. Yeah. I'm also just excited about um, how technology can uh, make give students who were lost in the process in the past a chance to display where their strong suits are, which can then help them get more engaged. So I know a lot of times, like, if I was able to do personalized learning when I was younger, I probably would have had better grades. I would have known that I had tech skills that I didn't find until I was in college. Right, right. But I just, I'm, but I'm like maybe being like within 5% of kids who would have displayed that. I took a risk and got a job doing tech without any tech skills. Yeah. And someone took a risk on me. But that doesn't happen normally. So right. how would I have exposed to what I was strong on? and then been able to go deeper in that, but also then catch up where I struggle in a personalized way. So I'm excited for the opportunity kids have now and then how that can lead to people having better outcomes and having a better life, which is what it's all about. So um, I'm thinking that whatever part we can play in that, and it, whether it's small scale or large scale, is gonna be, is really keeping me going every day, so yeah. And I, I would say I am really excited about the world in which where people are slowly not like we have two people that have collapsed this like academic two and, those yes you know the academics and technology world um, and I'm excited that people are slowly starting to think about what that what that means and with two leaders kind of coming together to think about that that decision can now impact thousands of children that are students that we don't even know yeah. you know can exist. so yeah. as, as an educator that is amazing to me and yeah. what I'm excited about is just 
the momentum that I think the field is getting now yeah. and everyone yeah. really being interested and what I'm hoping for really alongside is just like to educate folks on this and in the space right like going going one-to-one doesn't mean like yeah, you're right. changing instruction like <clears throat> that just means you're going one-to-one like right. so <laughs> this getting people to have those hard conversations and hoping that they make the right decisions because that's what's good for kids and not necessarily a budget or not yeah. necessarily yeah. like like administrative like these artificial barriers that yeah. we as human beings kind of put in place to change the experience yeah. for children right? yeah i think i think you're right i think we want schools to go one-to-one not because they have to do online state testing because they think that's our best pathway <laughs> right. to personalizing education and building a better education experience right yeah right it's so exciting to hear your passion and your care behind this, and you guys are going to be very successful. Uh, pre- oh, look, yeah. speaking to existence, I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I've been reading absolutely. a lot about that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, it's right. it's exciting, and being here and like, and now we're talking, you know, we're changing the conversation to talk about like equity and personalization yes. and like how it impacts everything as a whole, and and how technology can be the equalizer yeah. for so many kids. And, absolutely. You know, even from an access perspective like yeah. now let's start talking about that like right. we you know we're in 2017 okay. right yeah. like dial up is not okay like we can find a way right. to give kids access like yeah. we, we can do it it's like a it's almost like it's like you know like food and water at this yeah. point. Exactly. you know what i mean it's a necessity yeah. and i'm excited about what you guys are doing matt yeah. Courtney. like this you guys doing this podcast work and just talking about it, people aren't doing that in education enough, like talking about the work, exposing stuff, what's working, what's not working. So this is a great forum and a platform. So we love it. We're excited to be yeah, here. Yeah, thank you for thank you for doing that. That's yeah. We're usually Everyone, ones that thank you guys for being no. on the pod. So no, thanks yes. all around. Thank yeah. you. That's what we all deserve. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. It is a collective, right? It is. It is. I'm I'm like assembling in my head of all because we've gotten to interview so many fantastic people and after each interview I'm like that's my favorite person now I'm like, so <laughs> I'm assembling like a dream team oh. like if I could get all these people to like come to come to a district and just yeah. like make magic happen so your listeners can go to techademics.tech yes. and they can bring that kind of service and need to them like that's that's yeah, part of what we're trying to do out. whether it's just advisory work sharing some free resources or they want to go deeper that's we have to spread the love and help everyone and it's about the kids spread the knowledge that's it spread the knowledge we're all learners there you spread go the knowledge. okay mic drop good night good night <laughs> <laughs>